Hi everyone, today's HR Happy Hour is part of a special series of shows we recorded at Oracle Open World 2019 in September in San Francisco. You'll hear from Oracle, of course, but more importantly, you'll hear from HR and HRIS leaders from some of the world's most innovative companies on their HR technology transformations and journeys. This was a fun series of shows to record. Thanks to our friends at Oracle for having us out at Open World. You can learn more about Oracle's HCM solutions at www.oracle.com HCM. You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and the workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bose. Great to be with Trish McFarlane again. What's up, Trish? Live and in person at Oracle World. We're going to have to maybe keep some of this a secret, some of the behind the scenes things that are happening here. We can act like it's been a week since we did the show together, That's maybe, right. when it's been 45 minutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, at a, we're out at Oracle Open World, right? Recording a series of shows this we week. Are. And uh, it's super great to be here. And so lots of really great stuff happening at Oracle. And we talked about some of that in our first show we did with Emily Huh from Oracle. But now the fun part of actually doing shows like this and the reason we like to come to events like this is we get to learn about what's really happening with real companies in the real world using these technologies that we talk about uh, all the That's time. Right. And so this show today is with one of those people at one of those companies. Our guest today is Jim Rhodes. Jim is the, uh, hold on, Jim. I got it here. Jim is the vice president there we go. HRIS <laughs> at Emerson Electric. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Jim, thank you. Thank you, Trish, for See how covering I saved me. that? Did See, here's, can I just make a complaint, Jim? Just, Jim, you've got a couple minutes while I, sure, go on, I'm, sure. I go on one mini rant per show. Oh, goodness, here it is, is for it? today. And this is... We're trying to work some of these shows off notes that are on phones and on computers. I like print stuff. I'm old school. I like he print. Is. I like stuff printed out. You're usually in your home studio, so definitely being remote so is a little That's different, my explanation right? for flubbing the intro. That's okay. That's why I'm here. That's why you have a co-host. All right. Sorry, Jim. Jim, back to you. <laughs> Tell us about yourself a little bit and then maybe a little bit about Emerson Electric. Yeah, so, uh, so I've been with Emerson 25 years, and, uh, and I do lead their global HRS and global payroll, uh, you know, operation. And, uh, you know, Emerson, uh, you know, it's an $18 billion global com- company with, uh, you know, uh, 88,000 wow. employees in uh, over 80 countries. And uh, so very diverse, a lot of complexity. You know, we, you know what, what we do is we're, you know, global technology and engineering company that provides uh, innovative solutions uh, to our customers, kind of in the industrial, commercial, and consumer, uh, you know, market space. And uh, a little bit about myself, you know, I like I like outdoor stuff. I like flying airplanes, I like hiking, camping, that type of stuff. So, so I am human. Good. Yeah, you know, no, no, so, good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. No, and can I add? So we're we're both based out of St. Louis, so we're like neighbors, hometown. Yeah, that's he's a hometown guy. Well, it's like, 
Right? Go Cards, yeah. go Blues. Oh my gosh, go, yes, all St. Louis teams, right? Yes, we yes. even have some mutual friends, so it, it's all good, right? Mm, I love yes. to have St. Louis it's people. Small. Well, you know, we can cover small. some of that on our other podcast, uh, St. Louis Today. Trish. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll save that one for. Okay. Turn this around. You're, back fe- to, you're feeling no, like you're I'm not kidding. included. No, that's great. It's actually cool. I'm. Uh, I lived in Western New York for a really long time, and pretty much everywhere I would go invariably run into somebody who was either from Buffalo or from Rochester or who escaped Buffalo and Rochester. Right. Is that right? what you say? Yeah. No, so in St. Louis, you just yeah. keep coming back. So yeah. if you go somewhere, you, you do awful. circle back and come back. So Jim Emerson, huge company, 88K employees. That's one of the larger companies we've had, I guess, on the it show really in quite is, some time, yes. honestly, right? So, I mean, I, I can't imagine, Jim. I could imagine this, I guess. But I can't believe that you and your team decided one day, you know what? You know what would be fun for us, for this big company? Let's tear out all our HR and payroll systems and just start with something new. Let's do that. We'll do that. Let's spend spend some time on that. That can't be what happened. Tell us, if you mind, don't mind, a little bit behind what was going on at Emerson and what kind of has started you down the journey of, hey, we need to really modernize and update what we're doing in HR and in payroll. Yeah. So so Emerson is an extremely old company. We've been around since 1890. You know, Mm -hmm. I haven't done the math, but say 130 years or so, right? I mean, it's... uh, uh, and, and we were a very decentralized company historically for most of that time. And I would say within the last 10 years or so, we started creating more solutions and you know, uh, combining our products to, to really help our customers do, uh, do better things. And, um, you know, and with that, you know, our businesses had to start talking together. And so from an HR space, you know, everybody had their own HR systems, their own payroll systems, right? So there was no unified uh, Was the system. company sort of grown organically over all that time? Yes. Or had, okay, so. Yeah, through acquisitions okay, so and you did. Oh, okay, so you did acquire companies that maybe were using their own things. Then. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. Okay. And, and part of that philosophy was we didn't come in and just revamp and made them adopt at Emerson, you know, right. back in the early days. Sure. But now as you're creating more solutions for your customers, everyone's got to work closer together you got to you know really kind of develop that talent and, and, and integrate them uh, within the company and about um, uh, over the last couple of years we're really kind of working towards a one Emerson uh, people strategy right where we're trying to have more common HR processes a more common t- uh, talent uh, development uh, you know process uh, with our employees in, uh, in order to do that, you have to know where your employees are and from all four corners of, yeah. of the world, right? And, uh, and, and plus, we were kind of facing kind of a, a talent shortage, you know, a, a big gap as, as some of our senior executives are getting older, starting to retire, right? So how do you identify those up-and-coming uh, new leaders and get them developed and, and ready to grow in the company? So, You know, I think that's interesting because when you think about um, a lot of times as you're getting advice from other HR professionals, it, it tends to be very industry focused. But I think what the example that you all are going through, it's like it can apply to any industry yeah. as you're going through growth, whether that's organic, through acquisition, having to look at all your systems, having to make those. It's a tough decision to want to, like I community called it, the, the one Emerson people strategy. So I think I think that will resonate with a lot of listeners where maybe they or in a different industry, but it really applies to, um, and whether you're a large employer like yourself with obviously a lot of complexities, but even maybe a mid-sized company that would be listening in on the show, when you're talking about needing to know where your employees are 
globally. You would think that in this day and age, everyone would know that, right, quite easily, and that's not the case. So no, it's, it's very challenging as well, so. It's interesting to me that that, that was like one of the things you mentioned is, is sort of that just highlights the need. And, and I think, too, um, we do spend a lot of time on the vendor side, Steve and I do. Right. Um, and so maybe sometimes our view gets a little skewed, but there, it's, it goes down to the sort of the, the basic people needs of a company, really knowing knowing who you have on board, knowing where they are, and then then being able to effectively communicate with them, deploy them, whatever the need might be, right? So, um, so I love that you share that example. It's just sort of that core need from an HR system, yeah. really, yeah. is what drives it. So. Um, what else? I mean, obviously, um, you know, you're you're talking about um, just in general using new technologies. Um, I know you're you're giving a session here later on cloud technology and improving your business. So, can you talk a little bit about we get we get a lot of questions from people who have not moved to the cloud yet. What uh, what really sort of drove you and your team to come to that decision? And were there any you know apprehensions around doing that? Because I know a lot of times that's yeah. sort of what holds people back, maybe longer than, than they would want to. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the whole cloud technology, right? So now you're taking your stuff from on-premise, taking it up in the cloud, and, and right. I would think the, the biggest apprehension or reluctance that we had in the early days is really around security, Sure. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's particularly when you're, you know, Are you guys a government contractor as well? A, a government okay, contractor. Okay, you got some of that going on too. And, and so. very okay. global, and, and uh, you know, in Europe and, and other parts of the world. Sure. And you really want to make sure that you're securing your, your employees' data, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and as you think through that, and, and what we discovered through the process, the, the Oracle Cloud Solutions was much more secure than, than, than our on-prem stuff. And, uh, and, and we do a pretty good job, or at least we think we do a pretty sure. good job. Right. But, you know, Oracle has the capability to be one step, two steps ahead of the, the bad actors, and we'll always be, be reactive, and they're going to be more proactive and really securing that, that environment for us. So, yeah. uh, and some of it gets into, right, the business of Emerson is not necessarily running world-class data centers to protect internal data. Exactly. Right? Your business is developing the products and services, right, for your end customers, right? And that's, exactly. that's the focus, yeah. G Jim, if you don't mind, without get naming names, or you can name names if you want, I suppose, but uh, could you talk a little bit about just decision processing, right? You must have then, uh, I'd imagine there was a process where you said, you know, we, we've, got a, we've got some business challenges, we've grown, we've inherited a lot of things, we really, we want to consolidate, we have this vision of one Emerson. You, maybe you looked at other technologies or not, I don't know, but so either if you did and you want to talk about that or if you just want to talk a little bit more generally about some ideas or tips or things that have uh, helped you when you evaluate enterprise systems for an organization like an Emerson. Right. Yeah. When we look at, at the, the the HR space, and uh, and so for us, being that decentralized company that we are, I mean, we had we had a couple instances of PeopleSoft and Oracle eBusiness Suite, yeah. and then mm -hmm. and then all my favorite. Uh, yeah, and then all other HR systems known to man <laughs> out there around the world, right. and uh, but none of it was unified. Okay. And so what we needed was uh, was a single global instance of of HR that. In, that had the full suite of products that could handle talent acquisition, yeah. you know, learning, uh, you know, talent management, you know, compensation, payroll. Yeah. And uh, because we wanted to move away from that best of breed, right? Because when you try to build those integrations back, you're, you're always sub-optimized, sub right? Yeah. And, uh, and so you can't take advantage of all those bells and whistles. So we wanted that that full suite of products that was already fully integrated so you had more robust data that you could run analytics on, 
to really help our HR users to make better decisions faster, right? To be able maybe move from a reactive HR organization to more of a proactive HR organization. Yeah, and that's one of the most compelling kind of uh, arguments, right, for, for that approach, for that, that working with a provider that can give you uh, that depth of coverage right, across processes, even around the world, right? Because honestly, let's be honest, there aren't many right out there that can right. do that at the kind of scale we're talking about here. Yeah, you, the can, global you can count them all on one hand, right? Yeah, right. And, and you've honestly, you, that, that same one hand has been enough for counting this for 25 years, right, right. since... Uh, since people told me about it, I wasn't, of course, involved in it back then myself, but uh, I you heard know, about that. One thing, Jim, that I, would, I think people would be interested in and I'm interested in is once you're sort of going through that process of making that selection with your team, mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about your team's approach at Emerson as to do you pull people out of their, their quote-unquote day jobs to really focus on this? Are they doing a blend of still kind of covering what they covered before? Um, as an HR leader, I've been in your shoes before yeah. in making those decisions and trying to juggle whether or not people are truly pulled away from their jobs or not. Yeah. How, what's your approach at Emerson to sort of then tackling as you start into implementation of something like this? Yeah, so that, that's always the hard question is, is resource constraints. Right. Now, uh, now, I have a global organization that, that supports that because what we decided is we can't support this from... 8,000 West Florida in St. Louis. <laughs> and so uh, so we kind of built up from the HRIS uh, uh, payroll organization. Mm -hmm. We've kind of built regional regional locations to support our locations within each of the regions around the globe. So that Good. helps. Good. But to your point, from the, from the location standpoint, so when you do a, a, a major system uh, migration like, like we're doing, you still need the HR practitioners and the businesses to be part of that testing, you know, that, right. that those requirements gathering processes to understand how they're doing as you're migrating them in. And many of those people have to wear multiple hats, right? Mm -hmm. So they still got to do their day job and they still have to try to fit this mm -hmm. in during that, that sprint cycle, you know, that they have to engage, uh, you know, through that process. So it gets a bit challenging. So right. some businesses have been able to bring in, you know, a little bit of help to help maybe with some of the more administrative stuff okay. while some of those people kind of focus on the project. But it's all over the map, it, you know. It, but it is a very challenging, right. uh, challenging issue for uh, for an organization to go through. Can you maybe share with the listeners a little bit about when you're when you're running a big team like that, right? And people who are sort of doing multiple things. Um, I know from my experience, it's been a little bit about. Sometimes you even have your your internal HR professionals who push back a little bit, right? Yes. Maybe they don't consider themselves a technologist. Maybe they don't they don't see the value in that. How have you addressed maybe just in general getting your team inspired? Yes. Um, and on board, and and I guess as a follow-up, do any of your current team members then really excel in that to where you see maybe even additional potential within the organization for them because they're good at technology? Yes, the, uh, I mean, it, it is a very challenging, uh, challenging thing, right? And so you, you really have to, you know, my biggest job is just to be the big cheerleader, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's, it's a paint that vision and get my team excited about where we're going, yeah. right? Because we've been on this, a very long journey to, to try to get there. So my team is extremely excited about it. But on the flip side, sometimes the biggest resistors to the change is the HR community, right? That's really kind of supposed to rally around yeah. and really help the organization navigate yeah. through this. And because uh, it's not the, the executives and it's not the employees, that's the resistance, it's, it's the HR community. right? And, and I get it right there. They're stretched in. They, you know, they, 
you know, they're resource constrained and trying, trying to get this done. It's tough sometimes in a big company as well to allow, to have the breathing space to get out of your own way. So if you're running older systems, maybe less efficient systems, right, mm -hmm. it's taking you longer to do those essential processes like payroll related processes, Ben administration processes, yes. you name it, the stuff that you absolutely have to do. And so then you get in this point where it's like, I can't disrupt this because I can barely do it now. You know what I mean? I and can't, there's comfort knowing yeah. not, how to use the old system. Everson, but I can, yeah. I can, yeah. I can understand why it happens the a little old bit. system too. Oh my God. So that's why I asked that specifically, like yeah. how you're kind of getting people past that little bit of a yeah. challenge. Some of these older they're... systems, like I can recall some of the, uh, the administrators in finance and in payroll, they became so proficient at them that they literally could enter transactions with their eyes closed. Yes. Because they had memorized the location of the oh, fields right. on the screen. And, 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 and I mean, it was insane. I've seen this, and it's incredible. I remember so. being at, at one of the big four public account, accounting firms. I won't say which one, but when we had, uh, we were doing everything in like Lotus Notes back in the day, right, on these little databases, and went to PeopleSoft, and it was like, we were all like, oh, no. We absolutely don't, you know, so. So how, it, how did you work to sort of yeah. overcome some of that, Jim? Yeah, it was, you know, it, Communication. Okay. Now, you know, <laughs> communication is kind of a funny thing, right? So, you know, you have to communicate and communicate. And the more you communicate, the more your, your, your customers, your, your internal customers, mm -hmm. think you don't communicate enough, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you have to communicate, communicate, and communicate, and then communicate some more. Right. But, but change is hard, right? It's a long roller coaster, and you just have to keep pushing it, uh, you know, keep hounding it, and then try to align the organization around common processes. Because being decentralized like we were, right. basic HR processes were different with each business. Okay. And sometimes even within a business at different locations did things different because sure. they were never on a unified uh, system. So we're really trying to, through this process, harmonize and get to a one Emerson HR processes, do it as well. Yeah. So it, a lot of change, yeah. a lot of tears, a lot of blood, a lot of sweat, <laughs> but, but we're getting there. So yeah. it's going to be exciting when we get there. Yeah, Jim, I'd love to talk, uh, for you to talk a little bit, if you could, about just um, uh, impact or outcomes, either whether they're early or, or you, you sense that they're coming or you've already realized them. I know you talked about the one Emerson idea, mm -hmm. certainly consolidated one single source of truth for the employee yeah. records across the company, et cetera, et cetera. I'd love for you to maybe comment just, hey, these are the things we found or maybe some of the earlier wins. Yeah. The single biggest earlier win is going to be is just knowing how many employees you have and be able to to see it real time in the system. Right. We've never ever had that before. Yeah. It was always a, a batch process and by the time that you had the numbers published, it was already outdated. Yeah. I know, right? I and mean, that's the biggest thing. I still, it's that's such a huge win. Yes. It doesn't sound hard, but it is hard. It's that's very the hard. Thing. It's Especially very hard. for a big global brand, a big global oh, company yes. like this, it's got 100 years behind them, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not, it's, it's, I know people who don't do systems work think it's crazy, but it's, it's much more common than you think. Yeah, and, it, and I think really the big win for us is that as we continue to uh, migrate and get large chunks in, the capability around making decisions and seeing what's going on in the company with the, with the analytics. Mm -hmm. We're not there yet. We're starting to stick our toe in the water, you sure. know, getting excited about it. Yeah. But being able to see, hey, what's your turnover real time yeah. with certain groups of people or certain, you know, regions or locations mm -hmm. and not have to wait, you know, forever to, to gather all that, compile all that data and analyze it and look at it yeah. and have it right at your fingertips. Yeah. That's the big win. Yeah. I think too, when you're going through sort of the process that you're going through, it may be painful at times um, for your internal teams or whatnot, but 
and it, and it does take a long time sometimes to go through from really the beginning phases all the way till you're live, but it's like once that happens, then it's sort of like a rush of information. All of a sudden, everything's at your fingertips. All of a sudden, you're making decisions. Um, it, it brings in agility, like we talked with Emily about earlier on the other show. I mean, you're a more agile organization. You are making, hopefully, better, more informed decisions at that global level, and, and being able to... I don't know, just really see the results very quickly then once you're, once you're yeah. fully live and yeah. accepting of it. Yeah, a a absolutely. And, and, and just the power of that is, uh, yeah. is going to be, be huge. And that's when the HR community will come along and, yeah. and, and really understand and see the value, right? Yeah. They're, they're kind of in that, they got one foot in, they're yeah. getting there, but they still like their old system. But tomorrow yeah. they'll realize well, some you know, of it happens, this is much better. Yeah, some of it happens the other way around because, like, you know, what will happen is a business leader in a certain country or a certain product line or however, however it's organized there will go to their HR support and say, hey, I need to know X, Y, and Z, a thing where this person might have thought, oh, this might take a week to get that answer right. in the old way. Right. Yes. And now I can get it in a day or maybe even less than a day, right? Maybe, 30, maybe 30 seconds. Yeah, oh. maybe, or maybe they get it themselves, but that's, that's another story. But, yeah. And that's when all of a sudden you're raising the profile, you're raising the importance, you're raising the strategic value out of those HR people. Because now all of a sudden, what? I've got that answer right now? That answer is available now? Yeah, that wow. just saved That's, them six, yeah. eight hours of work, That's right? Awesome. To sort yeah. of compile how many employees you have. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really life-changing when you think about it, um, yeah. it from a work perspective yeah. when you have those capabilities. So how long do you think it will be, I mean, don't have to put an exact date on it, but before you are all globally live on on the system and really yes. starting to use it. So right now, so, so we've been kind of on a, a phased approach, yeah. kind of a little bit of a marathon sure. journey, right? We started this journey in, in 2017. Okay. And one of the things that we did, we, so we had an acquisition of 7,000 employees, 44 countries that was on their parent company's PeopleSoft system. Okay. So okay. We, we signed a deal with Oracle in February of 2017. We uh, partnered with an SI in April and officially kicked a project off closed on that business and stood them up live in 44 countries in six months. Wow, that's pretty that, impressive. That, yeah, yeah that, that, really was, that, that was that uh, was a monumental feat and almost unheard of, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was a huge quick win for us. And then we looked at our, our, uh, our internal PeopleSoft system that we had, and we it covered about 20,000 employees in roughly about, say, 22 countries. Okay. And we broke that up into two phases. And during 2018, we moved the non-U.S. groups in, and then we moved the uh, the U.S. in later in the year in October. Okay. And uh, so we decommissioned that system. And then during 2019, our other enterprise HR system, which is our largest one, which is the Oracle eBusiness Suite right. HR project. Wow. Uh, it had about I 40. I used to have EBS. Me too. I yeah. implemented EBS myself yes. many times. Yeah, uh, so that, good so, times. Yeah. That system covered... 40,000 employees in 55 countries. And so we broke that up into two phases as well. And in July this year, we moved to non-US. And in October, wow. right now, as I'm speaking here, I'm here, my team's back working hard. <laughs> no, and they're moving that. to USPC. Shout can out to Jim's it. team. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna make sure they listen. So, and so today, as of uh, this morning, we, uh, we have 64,000 employees uh, live oh. in the system wow. in, uh, in 70 countries. Okay, so you're you're more than halfway That's there like then. Yes. Really, yeah, yeah, we're we're like seventy five percent there. Okay. So, uh, and so uh, so we got another big project. We're moving an entire country of twelve thousand people okay. into the system during. It's already started, and that will actually move during the course of twenty twenty, 
And so we'll have roughly about 80 to 82,000 of our 88,000 employees live in the system by the end of calendar 2020. Yeah. So this is, yeah, these projects are, I mean, it's, I'm, Jim, that was a great way to kind of assess it and take us through the timeline and yeah. share some of the scale. And, and, and again, if you're not doing this kind of systems work, if you haven't been involved in these really big global projects, you, you sometimes underestimate how complex they can be, how long they can take, and how difficult they are. And, then, yeah. and for you guys to be moving that, that quickly through such a large employee base yeah. in so many countries as well, on, on, and migrating people to brand new technology in the cloud. Uh, I mean, it's one of the more impressive yeah. stories I've heard in a while. I yeah, think, it, too, though, it, it helps to know that you're taking it in phases and that that's okay. Like, that's a completely yes. solid way to process yeah. all of these people and their information so that you do have that secure, you know, data that you want and you're making sure that people have the ability to sort of adapt to the change in real time yeah. versus kind of over-rushing it, which sometimes I've seen kind of go bad if that if that happens. So I like a measured approach. It's still yes. quick, but it's more measured, it seems like. A a absolutely, right? I mean, because you're either faced as a company, either do Big Bang, yeah. or if you're like us, where you were decentralizing at all these systems, Big yeah. Bang wasn't even an, an option yeah, you can't for do us. It. Right. But, you know, but what it did for us, it minimized the risk, because mm -hmm. we decoupled HR from, from payroll. So we're okay. still okay. running uh, payroll in Oracle e EBS payroll okay. for, the US. for the U.S. Outside the U.S., we tend to outsource. But by doing that, by minimizing that risk, it mm -hmm. also allowed my team, our team, our consolidated team, to really get those quick wins, right? Yeah. So you didn't get bogged down in this long marathon project where you never saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Right, yeah. so you got that win, you stayed excited about it, and, uh, and moving forward. And then you can build, each project subsequent builds on the next one. The yes. things you learned in faith, the first phase with that, that acquired Absolutely. company can help you in the next one and the next one the next one. Jim, we got like two minutes left here in the wonderful Oracle studio here at Oracle Open I World. The sun is out now. It's shining. It's going to get hot in here, I think, though. There's a lot of glass I, in this room. I'm glad I'm going early in the morning. <laughs> uh, so I'll give you the option, Jim. Okay. You can either give me most important lessons you've learned along the way okay. or maybe or. slightly more fun. Uh, what's out there that you can't wait to get to that you're excited about and the team's excited about as you move forward? Yeah, Pick I one. think the... Uh, so I think that the thing that I'm most excited about is is really the analytics and in, in, in the in the talent management space, right? Because that is the, the one thing, right? We have to develop our next generation leaders, whether they're from the U.S. or they're from Asia or Latin America or Europe. It, it doesn't matter, right? We're a global organization mm -hmm. and, uh, and and very diverse that way, right? We got leaders from everywhere, but the capability of the analytics and being able to have that at your that those dashboards at your fingertips with those key KPIs, those key metrics that you need to see real time right. and you no longer have to wait. And, and, and the line manager doesn't have to come to HR to see them. He yeah. can log in and through manager self-service or his, his personal dashboard and look at those metrics that are important to him. Yeah. That, I think, is the yeah. most exciting piece. Yeah, it's about empowering the business with the information they it need really to, to make the best decisions. It's serving yeah. us what they need. All right. yeah, and knowing it. I love it. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, really. I mean, oh, thank you. Glad we, to be here. We want to check in with you. Maybe we could do a, an in-person St. Louis show sometime Come visit like Emerson, next maybe? year. Absolutely. There you go. Right. We, could, we can introduce you to Toasted Ravioli. Oh. And there you go. I, I believe I had it once, but uh, I'm, I'll come Louis back for it again. Yeah, and we got to circle back. That, the guy from Budweiser owes us a site visit, too, by the That's way. That's true. Yeah. Maybe next summer. Budweiser stay. and Toaster Ravio, yeah. perfect combination. Right. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, Jim Rhodes, Emerson Electric, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to tell us about the story there. Fantastic story. 
huge company, global brand, doing some amazing things. And That's so, I, I, we, you know, we, we learned a lot about global implementations of cloud-based technologies today. If I had had this conversation you, 10 to 15 what, years ago, it would have helped me. would have helped me. <laughs> All right, so thanks again, Jim. Uh, that's it for today's HR Happy Hour show. My name is Steve Bose for Trish McFarland, for our guest Jim Rhodes. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time, and bye for now. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour show, your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.